1: your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network. Let's plate this thing on a Wednesday, October 14th, and a Thursday, October 15th. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening and joining me today. Benjamin Raven, Ben Raven from MLive.com, will join me momentarily. We'll talk to the Lions beat writer, one of the beat writers from MLive.com. Kyle Mikey, kind of the lead guy. Ben does a fantastic job uh, as well. Locked On Lions brought to you by our friends at Visa, who know that local businesses are the heart of our communities. Whether there are corner stores, coffee spots, local shops, whatever it is, local businesses have always been there. We've got to support them, all right? The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses. And look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. Injury report is out. We will tell you about it. And I got news for you, Lions fans. There is no excuse, none, why Detroit should not shellack the Jaguars on Sunday. Jacksonville stinks at 1-4, and four, and they are very banged up. We're going to talk to T. Wig, Tony Wiggins, tomorrow of locked on Jaguars about it. But Jacksonville is banged up. We're going to tell you about their injuries coming up momentarily. We'll give you the Lions injury report as well. Kamale Correa, linebacker, was a guy that earlier today many people were rooting for to come to Detroit. Former second-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens, upset about not getting playing time with the Tennessee Titans. And Mike Garofolo, the first to report from NFL.com that Correa had asked for a trade. And everybody's like, oh, man. Lions, Lions, because let's be honest, the Lions linebackers are not very good. Kamalay Correa can play inside. He can also rush. Well, turns out that the Titans have sent him within the division to Jacksonville. And that trade has been consummated today. So Kamalay Correa, 27-year-old linebacker, guy who can play a little bit. Will not be coming to Detroit, but rather going to Jacksonville. It bums me out. Anytime you get a veteran linebacker that can run a little bit, uh, was kind of buried there in Tennessee, asked for a trade, and they said, sure, see ya, and sent him packing to Jacksonville uh, today, which I found uh, sort of interesting. But that was a guy that I think a lot of people thought would have been a great addition um, for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions injury report. Hunter Bryant concussion now. Brain injury, not practicing. Desmond Trufant to hamstring, which, of course, he injured in the Saints game. Did not practice as well today, and I'm not so sure he's going to play. He just hasn't recovered 100% from the hamstring injury he had back in week one. Christian Jones, uh, limited in practice with a knee. C.J. Moore, calf, limited. Frank Ragnow, groin injury, limited in practice. Deshaun Hand, chest, full practice. And Nick Williams, a shoulder, full practice. So those guys were back. So nothing major there. The thing to watch with Font certainly is if he can't go, you know Jeffrey Okuda would get the start opposite of Amari uh, Amani Oruarie, who quite honestly has been the best Lions cover guy um, so far this year. The story on the other side is ugly. All right? And this is why when I look at what the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing, at one and four, not able to stop anybody. They didn't even have uh, Josh Allen. He didn't even make the trip to Houston last week. So, um, you know, you look at this situation and you say, How could the Lions not go in there and uh, open up a can on this Jacksonville team? They almost have to. They almost need to. But think about this for a second Who are the best young players on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Their receivers, LaVisca Chenal Jr., DJ Chark, right? Uh, uh, their, their pass rush, end and former top five pick, Josh Allen. Their linebacker, Miles Jack. And their first-round pick this year, cornerback C.J. Henderson. How about all five of those guys are on the Jaguars injury report today? Chennault Jr., hamstring, didn't practice. D.J. Chark Jr., ankle, did not practice. Limited, C.J. Henderson's got a shoulder problem. He's not 100% and was not 100% last week. Josh Allen coming back from an knee injury, limited in practice, but didn't play and didn't even make the trip last week. And Miles Jack has an ankle injury. And again, this is a Jacksonville defense, 29th in the league in yards per game and 24th in the league out of 32 teams in scoring defense. They can't stop anybody. And Henderson, Allen, and Jack are all banged up. There is just absolutely no excuse Why the Lions should not be putting up a whole lot of points this weekend. ton of points this weekend on this Jacksonville team. And if Chenault Jr. and Chark are out? Wow. Imagine that. This is a big game for the Jags. Because they've lost four in a row. It's getting ugly down there. And oh, by the way, anybody notice who the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive coordinator is? Oh, that would be Jay Gruden. He is head coaching experience. Who's their quarterback's coach? Ben McAdoo, former head coach of the Giants. They've got guys ready that if the Lions go in there and smoke them, maybe the Jags make a change and finally say goodbye to Doug Marone. They've got interim coaches in waiting. That's an issue we've we've talked about with the Lions. You get rid of rid of Patricia. Who the who's the interim coach? Daryl Bevel? Never been a head coach before. Uh Corey Unlin? Uh, no. Jaguars? Well, they got interim coaches all over the map. Whew. All over the map. Ben Raven gonna join us uh, coming up next. He of We'll talk to him about this Lions Jags matchup got to tell you, though, about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, these passionate fans of the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And it can be awkward or embarrassing to talk about ED, erectile dysfunction. Usually when we brush it off, we do. We blame ourselves, whatever. But Roman is here to get you the advice you want and the help you need with no shame. How often do you use excuses like, I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it? When you're in the bedroom, it sucks. It isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but... Roman makes it easy to discuss certainly. You get a free online evaluation at Roman and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan for you. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication, real medicine with free 2-day shipping. Get started, get started it's easy. Go to getroman.com/lockdown and complete an online visit. GetRoman.com slash on. If you go there now, you can get up to 50% off your first month of ED treatment A free online visit and free 2-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash on. Go there now For up to 50% off your first month of ED treatment at GetRoman On right, our Wednesday guest today, let's check in with Ben Raven, covers the Lions, of course, RemLive.com alongside Kyle Mikey. Those guys do a, a fantastic job Lions back at it this week What's going on, Ben?
0: Not too much. Ready for some more football this weekend?
2: How you doing? I'm I'm hanging in, brother. Uh, Bye week. Okay. Was it uh, strange to get away a little early in the season to uh, to already be uh, be off? Right.
0: Yeah, you know, that early
2: bye week, you know,
0: I I wasn't feeling tired enough to get a week off, and uh, all it really did was add some more rust to the brand I didn't really need. But, hey, I'll take some time
2: off when I can get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so one in three in this, you know, I I hate to, I'm already going all Caldwell on you here, but one in three in the first quarter, uh, and everybody's talked about it. The upcoming schedule is pretty soft. How are you looking at, uh, you know, these next few weeks?
0: I mean, these next two games right here I think are going to tell you everything you need to know about the Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn tenure moving forward. I mean, a loss to the Jaguars and Falcons, I would expect a clean slate. You know, maybe if they split one here, they get the end of the season. But these two games right here, I think if the Lions drop these two, it's going to be clean house city. Like, I'm finally to that point with the way it's been going. So these next two, while probably the two easiest teams on paper on the schedule, might just be the two biggest games for this tenure since they got here.
2: Wow, so you think if they lose both of these road games coming up that that there will be a, you think, uh, Sheila drops the hammer? I don't think there's any excuse to lose
0: into a 1-4 Jaguars team that just gave three different teams their first win of the season and an 0-5 Falcons team that just cleared out their coach and GM. If you lose both of those games, you're 1-5 with multiple blown leads. You've seen what this tenure is bringing to
2: the table, and there's nothing left to see after that. Wow, Ben Raven with us from mlive. I, I, you know, I don't want to argue with you. I, I think it's the right. I think it's the right call, Ben. The question is, will they do it? Will they actually go forward and and do something like this mid season? I know, I know, Martha did it with LeWand and uh, and Mayhew years ago, but I think the fans want to see some action. And I, question is, will, will she actually do it? You know
0: yeah it's a great question and I wish I had more insight on Sheila but I think we've only gotten a chance to talk to her once or twice since she got the job and I don't think we've spoken to Bob Quinn since after the draft so it's really hard to even get the coach or GM or front office speak from them to get a grip for that but I I just look at the schedule moving forward and look at the coaches and the GMs that have already been fired this season and, and if that Lions team is one in five with two dreadful losses to two seller teams after blowing three double-digit leads. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go, and I, I finally hit that point of the schedule, but hey, they're 1-3. and three. They win these next two games. They're 500 in a year with an expanded playoff field, so that's just absolutely crazy to 180 it over there.
2: <laughs> yeah, No, I don't think there's any question about it. Benjamin Raven, of course, from MLive.com, one of the Lions beat writers and reporters for them. Um, they do a great job. He and Kyle, let me ask you about it's like, okay, you look at the schedule and you go, yeah, these combined teams are one and nine and, and, and everything else. I you know how healthy are the lions and, you know, can they turn the corner defensively after the first four weeks where other than a half of the Cardinals game, we didn't see much.
0: Yeah. And no, I, mean, they, outside of uh doll and Coleman, they are pretty healthy right now. Dahl and Coleman are both eligible to come off. IR this week. Uh, I'm not feeling like it's going to happen this week, but, um, we also haven't heard much of Desmond Trepon, who returned to action in week four before that bye but left the game with a hamstring injury. So that, that'd that be a big one back there. But the thing I'm taking away from the defense last two weeks is that, that at least Patricia and Unland are able to play around with things. They're still not blitzing. They're still not finding ways to create pressure. But at least they're getting off of the 100% basically commitment to man coverage. So I think there is some optimism that maybe they will – Toy around some pieces and get away from this unwavering commitment to the scheme, but uh, yeah, I, I've got nothing optimistic to say about the defense. That defensive front and the linebacker group has been healthy for the most part. Christian Jones was the only player banged up last week, and he played I think the third most snaps on the defense or out of the linebacker room. So they're healthy. There's not there's not that excuse right now. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see him keep mixing in some zone coverage and maybe a blitz or two, and maybe things could pick up.
2: It's interesting. Corey Enlund said on Monday, "You know, the scheme is the scheme." But <laughs> it's not working. I, I, that, that's the thing that I don't understand. It, it's, they're, 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 they're so stubborn, and, and yet the numbers and the rankings and all the charts that have come out the last few days, none of it's good. Like I'm not saying you scrap the whole thing, but my goodness, uh, there's got to be some things the that, that wrinkles that can be put in, especially for a game like this Sunday.
0: No, I absolutely agree. Because, I mean, while Matt Patricia and all the coaches can say all of these losses in the last two years are different, do they really feel all that different? Because they don't to me. I mean, the blown double-digit leads and just the the non-motivated, it seems, performances are just, like, piling up on each other. And it's just Groundhog's Day over and over again. So, uh, yeah, that unwavering commitment to the scheme, I mean, I'm really curious to see if they keep going to that zone and man coverage. And like you said, it'd be nice to see them throwing a blitz or two now and then. I mean, give that defense a chance. I mean, quarterbacks have all day, it seems like, to throw even when they are
2: throwing, <laughs> I mentioned it yesterday on the show that the chart that came out from ESPN about win rates for and everybody saw it. I know you saw it, Ben, for, for for pass rush and for run defense. And you know, Patricia asked about it again on Monday by Mike O'Hara and was sort of like, "Well, you know," and Trey Flowers has said, "Well, if we." Now, the pass rush is dependent on, on on the run defense, but to me, I understand the Lions have not put other teams' offenses in a lot of 3rd and 8s, 3rd and 9s, 3rd and 10s, but then my goodness, uh, it, they're, it's not married to each other. They're just not getting to the quarterback and haven't in three years.
0: No, and that's exactly what it is. And I mean, I, I went back and watched a couple of plays from that Saints game, and even when they got the Saints to a 3rd and 3 or a 3rd and 4, I mean... Then it looks like the Lions are, like, dropping everybody back and not even pretending like they have any chance of running. I mean, there were so many instances where Latavius Murray just walked up the middle of the field to move the chains every time they got on third down. I think he had eight, like, first downs that week. Just uh, the run defense is just horrible. The middle of the field has been a disaster, and, yeah, there's no pass rush. There's no change to the scheme in terms of creating pressure. I mean, that's going on two years now.
2: They drafted Julian O'Quara to certainly help off the edge. Um, why hasn't he played more?
0: Uh, I, think, I think he was a little more raw. And maybe they were expecting, because even when I had Tyrone McKenzie a couple weeks ago, it's like he's a I think we see some a great pass rusher in here. We're just trying to get the rest of those skills to come around. His role has like slightly ticked up in recent weeks since that healthy scratch. I think we will start to get to see him a little bit more because, I mean, they got to mix guys like that in. They drafted him in the third round. To create pressure. Give him a chance to create pressure. And I think I said that uh, with somebody yesterday, too. I, I'm looking at Jared Davis. The only thing this guy has done good in two years is create pressure on the edge and select spots. And I think he's got 10 or 11 pass rush snaps on the season. It's just like they're not putting their best pass rushers in pass rushing situations. It's it's, it's, it's strange to me.
2: No, I don't think there's any question. More with Ben Raven from uh, M Live coming up next. i got to tell you guys, though, about Bill Barr, and I've told you for months about the best tasting protein bar there is, and that is Built Bar. It's incredible. It's like eating a candy bar, yet it's good for you, low in fat, low in sugar, and all that great stuff. The six new flavors, the caramel brownie, the cookies and cream, cherry barcia, Ben would like that one, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. But Built Bar is amazing. It really is. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, put in the promo code LOCKEDON, You'll get 20% off your next order. Was 10%, now 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And amazing. The cookies and cream, I have like one or two a week, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. It's so good. builtbar's is the best, folks. I'm telling you. Health conscious, you want a snack? This is where you go. BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On for 20% off. Again, at BuiltBar.
0: and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All
2: right, Ben Raven with me from M Live. We talked a little bit about the defense, band, the Jaguars coming up uh, this Sunday on the road. But it would be nice to see the offense get going a little bit. Jacksonville uh, has struggled, to say the least, on the defensive end themselves. You know, 29th in the league. in in, in yards per game, 24th in the league in scoring defense. You'd hope Matthew Stafford and that crew would would get going. What are you seeing from the offense so far?
0: Yeah, this is uh, the best matchup on paper for that offense to get it rolling, specifically the passing attack, just because, I mean, the Jaguars, I mean, uh, they've gone through about every piece of (laughs) defensive piece that they had to build on from that 2017 team and sent it out the window. I mean, this is a team that, Seems to be in full-on rebuild, and while C.J. Henderson has looked pretty good, the rookie corner for Jacksonville uh, through the first couple of games, I mean, this is a good matchup for the offense here. Another week of Kenny Galladay getting healthy. Galladay, Hawkinson, Jones, and Stafford, I mean – They don't have much more time to get this thing going. This has got to happen this week. And like you said, I mean, the Jaguars have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. They've been a little better against the run. It's time to open this thing up a little bit. I mean, this offense is going to be the Lions' route to success this season. I mean, the defense, they're going to get what they're going to get out of the defense. But it's time for this offense to take over because they're the best shot at making the playoffs or even competing for meaningful games in December here.
2: What do you think Daryl Bevel is thinking when it comes to DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson? Because, you know, at one point Bevel saying, you know, Adrian came to me and said, give me the ball. Yet I think we saw, and I know it was two weeks ago, but it seems like it was a month ago, we saw Swift finally get some touches against the Saints and make some plays. Then there's on Johnson, who's your best pass blocker, so he has to be in there on third downs. How, how are they going to figure that out?
0: That's a good question, because... Uh... Uh Bavel he's really sound committed to using Adrian Peterson as his like number one running back. Like even openly said, we we feel good about Adrian being in the runner and then we're spelling in Swift and spelling in Johnson. But I, I think it's really vital to this team's success on offense to mix in Swift a little more with Peterson. Peterson is doing some good things, but his yards per attempt are like abysmal outside of those random 20 yard 10 yard runs he keeps popping off but Swift looked great I mean I think it was four carries for 22 yards against the Saints he didn't get a ton of touches uh, which was baffling me because he looked great every time they put him in there I mean the change of pace he adds out of the backfield he showed a different level to me in that loss to the Saints uh there was one carry he took out of the gun he changed speed about three or four different times and I was just super impressed with him I've seen some major growth out of him and it's time to fifty fifty him with peterson i think will bring and carry in on for those third down pass blocking situations
2: Nothing like trading up for a second round running back and carry on johnson and he's turned into a uh, basically a sixth offensive lineman but hey uh, ben we've seen we've seen this uh we've seen this uh, this movie before what about what about stafford um you know bevel made the point the other day about uh, his footwork's not there because of the injuries you buying that um Yes, yeah, so I've got to
0: buy something, because Matthew Stafford hasn't looked like Matthew Stafford to this season, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Maybe there's some rust, maybe there's some sloppiness, and maybe this bye week helped him out, but I, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard for me to take that at extreme face value, a quarterback in his 11th or 12th year, or whatever it is, is going back to day one fundamentals all of a sudden, I don't know, I, I mean, I'll buy into it a little bit, because rust is a real thing, but uh, this is four games back, this guy's been doing it for 11, 12 years at this level, it's time to <laughs> get this thing going. Listen. I mean, it's, everything's down for him across the board.
2: Yeah, listen to you. Fundamentals. You sound like Patricia. When, when, when are you going to mix in a pad-level line, uh, Ben? Well, my,
0: my muscle memory will kick in by week eight.
2: <laughs> well, you know, we, gosh, we've talked for 12 minutes, and we haven't brought up MVP of the team Jack Fox yet.
0: Oh, man. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, I I feel foolish for even entertaining a punter battle and training camp. Right. Jack Fox. I mean, seriously, Fox has looked like the real deal from week one. I mean, his net yards per punt lead in the league. Every stat he can lead the league in, he is. I mean, they found one here. And uh, I just, I mean, that ball just rockets off his leg. I mean, he, he keeps getting better too because I'm telling you, when we first got to Allen Park for training camp, it looked like a legit punter battle. And now we're looking back on that like, geez, the Lions might have a top three punter in the league as a rookie right here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's been pretty remarkable. He's been great on kickoffs as well. All right, final thing for Ben uh, Raven here from M Live. I mentioned this the other day, too. When we watch this game on Sunday, there's going to be a lot of people watching Lions-Jags, and, and they're going to see, especially on offense for Jacksonville, outside of Minshew, they're not going to know who any of these people are. It's going to be <laughs> kind of bizarre uh, some of the names that you just don't recognize watching the Jaguars play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their top running back right now is an undrafted rookie, James Robinson, who's looked absolutely fantastic. I think he's got something like 330 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, but yeah, James Robinson, Minshew, and then uh, I think DJ Chark got banged up in their last game. He's a great wide receiver, but uh, the guy I'm really excited to like watch a full game of is that LaVisca Chanel Jr. out of Colorado. They got him in the second round. He is uh, just an absolutely fun wide receiver to watch play, and Jacksonville will work him in in a bunch of different ways out of the slot, splitting him out wide. I think I even saw him lining up in the backfield a couple of times. This guy's explosive, and uh, the Lions are going to have to keep an eye on him because he's been making plays. He's a handful to take down. He's crazy fast, crazy agile, and I think he's about 6'1", 220, so he's got some beef there too. He's, he's. I like him as a rookie. He's one of my favorite players coming out of draft class.
2: Ben, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Ben Raven from MLive.com. Check out his work at MLive.com. Also follow him on Twitter. We appreciate him joining us today on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. More on the Jags tomorrow with Tony Wiggins on the crossover right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.